Hi everyone, I'm Jonathan Gertis, an undergraduate student in the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering. Today I will talk about the evaluation of load rating for continuous stringer bridges. Some of Louisiana's bridges built in the 1950s were designed with continuous stringers that were supported by floor beams. Stringers are the beams that support the deck, while the floor beams are the beams that transfer loads from the stringers to the rest of the bridge. All of Louisiana's bridges must be rated with load and resistance factor rating as specified by the American Association of State Highway and Transportation Officials. Current load rating procedures for bending use a moment gradient factor of 1, which may underestimate the flexural strength of stringers. This could produce low enough results that would enforce restrictive load postings or closure of a bridge. This issue affects the main highway system of Louisiana. In addition, the current rating could lead to unnecessary and expensive bridge repair or replacement. Due to this, there is an urgent need to reassess the methods behind load rating the stringers and a more realistic moment gradient factor. The objectives of this project were to evaluate the behavior of a representative bridge when loaded and determine the total load capacity of the floor system with continuous stringers and develop a more accurate moment gradient factor for Louisiana to use in the future. The summer objectives were to construct the bridge to be tested, affix strain gauges and other instruments to the bridge, and assist in the testing of the bridge. A 10 foot by 50 foot, three span, steel stringer bridge was designed and tested Louisiana's highway stringer floor beam bridges. Non-composite decking was desired for this application. A non-composite deck means that the concrete is not mechanically connected to the steel, meaning there is slip between the stringer and the concrete. Once stringers were fastened together, formwork for the concrete deck, which consisted of plywood supported by 2x4s that extended to the floor and anchored between the stringers, was placed. The formwork needed to be designed to support the wet concrete load without excessive deformation and so that it could be easily removed. Oil was sprayed on the plywood to up the concrete resist adhesion to the plywood. Rebar was tied and placed based on provided design drawings. Concrete was poured and cured for four weeks. Once the concrete finished drying, the formwork was carefully removed so the concrete and previously placed sensors were not damaged. Once the concrete cured, additional sensors were placed onto the top and bottom deck to measure the deck's response to load. A two-part resin designed to stretch with the expansion of the concrete decking was spread over the desired areas for the sensors to be adhered to. Once the resin cured, the surface was sanded smooth and level. Glue was used to attach the strain gauge to the resin. Figure 6 shows a fully attached strain gauge. After initial tests, the mid-span stringer microstrain graph was obtained. It was determined that the bottom of the stringer was in tension and the top of the stringer was in compression. The graph shows there is more strain in tension than compression. A load of 80,000 kips were applied. At this point, the stringer achieved 1,300 microstrain. This was the maximum strain desired, as failure would occur if exceeded. In conclusion, the decking was successfully placed, the strain gauges were placed on the decking for assessing the bridge's response to load, the mid-span stringer was graphed showing the maximum microstrain, and testing continued. 
Three additional tests will be completed to examine the bridge's response to load at different locations. Data analysis to help determine a realistic moment grading factor is being completed. Thank you.